0: Faster than a startup's burn rate. Stronger than
1: your papa's moonshine. (coughs) Able to scale brands in a single round. The heir of a railroad tycoon is now a titan of the tech industry. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Bitcoin. No, it's
0: Captain Capital.
1: Wait, I thought we were doing the Superman episode. You said you would help me expand my superhero repertoire beyond Green Lantern. Just let me finish, man. Also, is that really the only superhero you know? Yes. Yes, it is. And Ryan Reynolds is a legend. Okay, I'll let you finish. Okay.
0: Captain Capital is best in a position to use their powers for founders and brands in a never-ending adventure to help them grow and grow. And grow? (sighs) That's right, Kyle. <clears throat> a Captain Capital has assumed the disguise of the appealing advisor next door, an affluent and powerful partner in the fight against incremental growth. Now that's a Captain Capital with a capital C. It, it's actually, it's two capital C's. One for oh. Captain and Capital. Yeah, yeah, I, I got confused. <laughs> Just like Ryan Reynolds
1: agreeing to do Green Lantern. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Uh, He's no Superman. But he's a super man. Mm. Mm.
0: Welcome to Commerce Chefs. A quirky and thought-provoking show for future focused commerce leaders. We're gonna pit the world's most brilliant, inspiring, and driven D2C visionaries, the Commerce Chefs, with riveting questions to uncover their secret ingredients at the intersection of passion,
1: performance, and leadership in practice. For the past decade, we've led teams of designers, strategists, and digital wizards at one of the leading e-com agencies in the country to help brave brands become enduring classics. And we're here to indefinitely
0: borrow the strategies and pro tips that will make us all better leaders and make the brands we lead better too.
1: I wonder how we could uh, make Captain Capital better.
0: Well, definitely uh, rocket wings, um, maybe a light sword of truth. Mm. And, oh, an unlimited supply of dark matter. Oh, science. Nice.
1: So, Tom, today we're unpacking a burning elephant in the room. Is that a thing? It is now. Okay. So a burning elephant in the room. The thought that every founder has at one point or every few minutes, uh, if only I just had more money, more capital then I would be more successful. But it does beg the
0: question, when do I go about seeking funding? And more importantly, should I seek funding in the first place? As a D2C brand, we know it can be hard to look at the apparent successes of fast-growing brands around you.
1: Founders often look at big tech companies raising their seed A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, Oh, yes. They raise all these rounds and it can seem so glamorous, so easy. But should we actually be glamorizing the raise? After all, capital doesn't always ensure success. We sat
0: down with expert Derek Rubenstein, a VC investor and founder of Ives Capital, an investment firm focused on lower market niche consumer brands that have untapped growth potential. He also founded Tactical Marketing and has been featured in Forbes and Inc. Magazine. We wanted to better understand where D2C brands need to start when it comes to deciding if and when they should seek out capital.
2: I think it's going to be all environmental. What's the current landscape of the business? What's the current landscape of the objectives of the business? There's you know a whole list of different reasons why a founder or an operator would say to themselves, no, I need to go out or I want to go out and raise money. Think it's really important to understand and be honest and transparent with yourself around what those reasons are to then make the appropriate decision around you know quote unquote when is a good time right is you know the competitive landscape really heating up um, and you feel like it's important to kind of scale quicker to, to maintain you know the the brand equity that you have in this space or do you feel like you and and maybe other other people on your team have kind of reached the limit at what the value that you could inject into the business or in, in certain portions of the business. And, you know, maybe there's things that you're trying to solve for that require more than, more than just money. And that's something I think a lot of people kind of lose um, in this whole transaction, if you will, is, is when, when you're getting funded, it's not just, you know, you taking in a check. Um, there's just so much more value to be extracted around the network, um, the people and, and the resources that are then kind of being given to you and, and would be at your disposal and I think the earlier you can recognize where the holes in your business are, and if there are portions of your business that you feel like can be solved for outside of, that, that that don't require just you know having more money to throw at the problem, that's what I feel like gives people a clearer vision of when and where the best time to bring on money is. Because um, you know, if someone's going to come to me and say, "Listen, you know, we really need to raise X amount of money because we want to dump more money into paid media and scale quicker," it's probably the fastest. Fastest way to get me to to, to kind of end the conversation. So, um, you know, at least for me, certainly within this new world that we live in, specific to direct to consumer, right? You know, I think if you are just of the opinion that you need money to to dump in to paid media because you have the rest of the levers figured out, a, I would tell you that you're probably being pretty ignorant, um, and b, I would say, listen, there's plenty of of equity free funding options, one right in your backyard. Um, Clearco um, that is like, you know, very happy to to fund your business and say, you know, we'll just take a percentage of your revenue. I have friends that run small businesses, entrepreneurs that have used Clearco and have had amazing experiences. So I think it's the best option just based on the fact that, you know, they're, they're just basically giving you money and then, you know, kind of taking some froth at the top of the revenue that you drive. Uh, it's not something that I would necessarily advise in the majority of use cases. I'm sure it's a good fit for some people, but if you feel like that there are more systemic, structural foundational pieces that need to be grown in your business. And then you understand, you know, what those are, you know, I I think it's important to consider other, other forms of, of funding. And, and I would, I would say, you know, when you are considering, you know, those other forms of funding, you know, it's important to do just as much due diligence on, know, who you're considering to take money from as it is that those people are doing on you, you know, not every investor is the right fit. Not every investor has the right network, um, the right attitude, right track record, portfolio thesis, etc. So, you know, it's important to understand that you're choosing a partner.
1: One of Derek's points that really hits home is that impactful partnership, which capital can and should be. And it needs to start with being self-aware and being honest. Like what you're good at and what you're not and what you need. Example, Ryan Reynolds is good at acting Deadpool. He's not good at acting Green Lantern. What he needs is Deadpool 4 to be green lit Not Green Lantern 2. I don't think that's quite what the takeaway is here, but I
0: thank you for those thoughts, Kyle. If you're unclear about the reasons you need to raise in the first place and what you'll specifically do with the money, chances are you need to take a few steps back. As an aside, Kyle, are we done with the recurring Green Lantern shtick? The
1: internet never forgets, Tom.
0: So if you're a D2C brand and you're not sure that the equity investor route is right for you, what are the other options out there?
1: Cameron Martell, a serial entrepreneur who's secured many types of funding and now the general manager of AO7 Online Media, which specializes in acquiring founder-led online businesses in various spaces like automotive, lifestyle, and wedding. He's played both sides of the capital game and he walked us through a few options he thinks are best for D2C brands to consider.
3: I'm going to start off with like, I want access to any non-diluting capital. I don't want to necessarily bring in equity holders. I'm not looking to give away parts of my business, right? So non-diluting capital could be a grant is a good example. So the first thing I always do is as soon as you've exhausted your your personal accessible pool of capital, and I don't mean, I know the story is like, you know, take on the risk, go into debt, screw that. I mean, like you can do that. I get it. If you really believe in something or have no other options. But I think you do have other options that don't require you leveraging yourself to the hilt while still showing you have skin of the game and invested interest, right? Non-diluting stuff, grants, loans, that kind of thing, right? Um, now, getting loans from traditional lenders is hard these days. You know, so I'm not saying, you know, walk up to CIBC and say, yo, give me a loan for my, my concept, right? But there are firms that, ex- there's incubators that exist specifically for that. Speaking of incubators, right? Because I've talked about non-diluting capital. Well, another way, a great way to access non-diluting capital and actually t- do so with very limited risk Crowdfunding, everybody crowdfunds. Everybody does now, and so there's perception I think among entrepreneurs that crowdfunding is either played out, difficult, or saturated. And it may in fact be all of those three things. But every market that I enter into, uh, from a you know a, an SEO point of view, is already a, a saturated, crowded market, and I still find a way to hack it. Like I really believe. It goes back to, like, so my personal life model, always add value, right? Bring authenticity back to the equation. So if you have a good product, a good service, and you're crowdfunding it, and more importantly, what you're offering the prospective risk takers, the early backers of your business, make sure the reward's worth it, right? Cam sort
0: of took the opposite order to Derek here, which is to actually avoid equity-based investments for as long as possible.
1: But, what they are saying is that each type of investment has its purpose, and equity base needs to be absolutely more than just capital. It needs to be meaningful partnership, that one plus one equals three beyond just the cash money. So Tom, is there a chronological order to what funding DDC founders should try to attain? Like what do you think about that?
0: I don't necessarily know if there is a right way or a wrong way. I mean, sort of like what Derek was talking about it. But one thing that I would say for sure, that would be wrong, uh, so maybe there is a wrong way, but is if you're going to give up too much without receiving enough in return, and and this could be in both uh non-equity or an equity arrangement. Remember, equity can lead to a powerful partnership that non-equity maybe doesn't provide. The wrong way could look like sacrificing kind of the long-term goals or, or ownership that you have of your own company uh, for the sake of getting some funding now. And I think another wrong way could be not knowing what you need that capital for in the first place. You know, we, we talked about this idea of just, oh, well, in order to be more successful uh, or, or to grow my company, I need a capital injection. And if you don't know exactly what you need it for and how you're going to use it and why, um, that's probably uh, a wrong step to take. But I also know between Derek and and Cameron, they talked about a few ways that you could look at getting funding for your brand. So maybe Kyle, can you, can you talk us through um, a handful of those?
1: Yeah. And I know this, this is probably no uh, unfamiliar territory for for many people, but there's definitely kind of typical ways that people tend to go about it. You know, starting with friends and family or starting with their own capital, you know, looking to grants or looking to traditional loans from, from traditional lenders. One of the things that, that I thought was really interesting was this idea of crowdfunding so many, DTC founders, especially, don't look at crowdfunding in the power that it can have um, beyond just the money. And so, it definitely there's a, a capital component, but it also brings things like product market validation, and also kind of drives customer acquisition and customer engagement. And you see this mm-hmm. in like brand new brands. Um, so we talked about this this um, this brand called Wello, who you know they they raised I think it was like twenty thousand dollars through crowdfunding, but it was it was less about the money that did help. But it was more about the product market fit and kind of help get some new people into what this new brand was trying to deliver, which was this um, sustainable, like no waste uh, deodorant. And then on the inverse side, Taylor and Stitch, which is an established company, uses crowdfunding, but they like own the platform. It's less about the dollars that's raised from it, but more about the engagement with the current customers and building that community. If you go back to our community episode of really trying to find ways to, to make this more than just a transaction. So definitely uh, lots of different uh, ways that you could slice it. But understanding, like you said, Tom, the, the what and why um, can help you understand whether it's equity investments or friends and family or it's crowdfunding, whatever it looks like. Use that strategically. And so once you have the funding, whether it's from a grant or whether it's from a crowdfunding or an equity investment, what do you do with it? What
0: is the best thing to spend it on or invest it in? I think uh, Cam shed some light on this.
3: I view capital as the great accelerator. You can do anything without capital, as long as you're willing to let that ball roll downhill long enough, right, to pick up momentum. But also, if you throw the ball, it's going to go faster, quicker. Uh, you get more, you get more meaningful data, like is it windy or not, and does that change the trajectory of the ball? Like, so capital accelerates everything that you're going to do as a startup. Case in point, you want to start a direct-to-consumer clothing label. Okay, With, without capital, you are forced to use templated products, which are uh, very commoditized right? You are forced to use the same providers as every other direct-to-consumer apparel brand. Again, very commoditized. As a result of all of this, you're by default in a price product box. Users who see a similar product from other sites aren't going to be stoked if you are 50% more expensive because you think your design is that much sham. Wow. Conversely, if you actually do have a unique product, which you were able to do because you have the appropriate capital to actually put together a minimum order quantity of, let's say, 10000 blah, 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 is to get that fancy whiz dang, whatever you wanted. Now you've got a differentiated product from the market, right? You've It's easier because that's the kind of stuff that on Reddit gains organic traction, the unique stuff. My personal view is you got to take personal risk off the table. As an entrepreneur, you're subject to risk always. You got to take as much personal risk off the table as possible, Like for me personally, to feel comfortable bringing in external capital partners, whatever. So what does that mean when you take personal risk off the table? It means you have a minimum viable product. This isn't a pipe dream. You're not acquiring capital for a thing you haven't built or tested. You have some data. You have reason to believe that it's going to work. Okay. so I look at capital growth for business and injections for business the same way that I would look at leveraging yourself for investment. You know what? So thinking out loud here, when are you ready to acquire capital? When you've moved beyond just having an idea for a product or even a minimum viable product, and you're now moving into the processification phase of your business, right? If things are becoming processified, productified, you're looking at how to scale, capital is probably going to be part of the answer to that equation. Because usually scaling either means people, processes, or technology and automations, right? All of that requires capital. Clearly, capital plays a role when it comes to high
1: growth. So does deciding to bring in capital ultimately come down to the league you want your business to play in? Or is there more to it?
0: Okay, so today we're going to take a short break to talk superhero trivia.
1: Yes! (laughs) See, I knew we'd get to the part of the episode where you teach me the super ways like a young Jedi. Uh, I... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave that one, actually.
0: Uh, okay, so I'll ask a not-so-skill-testing question, and you will provide a breathtaking answer. Sound good, Kyle?
1: Sounds great. I'm ready.
0: Okay, here we go. Easy, easy-peasy ones. <clears throat> Who has super speed and wears a flashy red suit? Yeah, the red gave it away.
1: Green Lantern.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Um. It was literally in, in the question. Uh, the oh. Flash was the answer we were looking oh, for. The Flash. Okay. Close though. Okay. All yeah, right. Okay. This is, one. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll go easier. Which newspaper does Peter Parker work for?
1: Easy. The Onion. The Onion.
0: Okay. Well, sort of. An onion could be a snack, and he, he works for the Daily Bugle. Bugles are oh. a snack too. So, all right. But uh, that's not a real okay. paper either. No, you're you're right. <laughs> um okay, this one's got to be easy. Uh what is Superman's
1: Kryptonian name? Oh, I it's easy cuz I just bought some last night, Ethereum. Th- okay. Close. It's yep.
0: Cri- yep. Cri- c- Kale-el, right? Uh also known as oh. Ethereum. Yeah, okay. 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 Um all right, I'm starting to maybe think that you won't Get this, but we'll give it a shot. Mm. Um yep. what is the name of the special unbreakable metal that was grafted onto Wolverine's
1: bones? I know this because I saw the spin-off series. Kimmy Schmidt.
0: <laughs> so far off. <sighs> we were looking for Adamantium. Adamantium. Oh, okay. That's, that's not it. <sighs> Who does Captain America refer to as Earth's best defender? David Suzuki. Uh, I've often heard that David Suzuki is
1: referred to as the Iron Man. Yeah, there's a lot of fossil fuels in iron, I think. Think about that, Captain America. Mm. Yeah. Metal.
0: All right, (laughs) last question. We're 0 for... I don't even know. Oh, for six here. Uh, I got this one though. Okay, this one you know. This one you know. Mm-hmm. Who is my favorite superhero?
1: Easy. Ready? Got this. Celine Dion. Uh, <laughs> that's actually true. Yes, I nailed it! <laughs>
0: All right. Circling back to the question we were asking before, is there more to bringing in capital than just determining how big you want to make your business?
1: Derek discussed this in relation to what founders are not thinking about when trying to secure
2: funding. Um, I'm a little biased here, but I'm of the opinion that they're actually not realizing how much that they are getting, not that they're giving up. You know, being proactive and communicating in an honest, transparent, vulnerable be vulnerable way about what's not going well in the business, um, where you need help, problems that you're having, not things that are going well, um, problems that you're having that are not just simply solved by money. You know, someone investing in your business, again, just has much interest in it succeeding as as you do. So they deserve to have all the facts, all the information at hand so that they can assist you and make the right decisions, but but give you the resources to do it. Um, If you're withholding or you're um, hesitant because you don't want to paint you know, you want to paint a rosy picture because you feel like there's a dynamic between you and an investor. Um, you're not doing anyone good, most certainly not doing yourself good. So I believe founders are, you know, much too quick to shy away from really cultivating relationships and communicating with their invest investors post-funding. Um, that's, that's where the good stuff is. You know what I mean? Listen, like the, you already got, you already got the check. You know I mean, it's not like I'm going to claw that money back unless, you know, there's some very, very ugly situation, which is, you know, accounts for a very low percentage of the time, but, you know, let's, let's work together. You know what I mean? Let's, let's be honest and transparent with each other um, because we both want to see the same thing. And if I'm not operating with the same set of facts, the true honest set of facts um, that you are, you know, I'm not going to be hundred percent capable of, of, of helping you. And um, then there may be things that I would recommend that I, that I maybe would not, and then you're missing out on a big swath of the value um, that you would have been receiving.
0: So when bringing in outside capital, It's not just about the number. It needs to be about all that they're bringing to the table, their expertise, their experience, their network. But
1: how do you know when you're ready to bring in outside capital?
3: Cam chimed in on this. One mistake that I made uh, early on in my business is I actually took a small small amount of capital and I didn't spend it. I wasn't ready to take on the capital. So as a result, I took this cash and I sat on it for 18 months and then I gave it back and I gave them an extra 25% on top of it because that's what I agreed to do. I did nothing with the capital. It was a massive opportunity mistake. I was not ready to take that risk. Today would be very different. You know, you give me that capital. I'm going to go and hire design. I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire, I'm going to build. I'm, I'm going to take your 10 grand and make it a hundred grand. I was going to try and do. When I received that capital, I was literally paralyzed because it was a friend's mom. And I went, if I screw this up and she's out 10 large, like, like I, I don't know if I'll be able to see these people again. How do you know when you're ready? When you're willing to spend somebody else's money and not care if you screwed up, right? I was, I was actually talking with the VC person. He said, Cameron, like, I give out 10 investments. I expect nine are gonna flop. But the one that doesn't, the investor knows that when they take on the risk.
1: So when you get it, make sure to spend it. But like Derek said earlier, you need to spend it strategically. Exactly. No
0: plan is perfect, but it's critical to have a smart one, and it's critical to execute
1: on that plan. The job is just beginning once the capital arrives. Another big part of this equation is understanding that when considering bringing in funding, sometimes it can shift your entire business. You need to be ready and embrace the shift. As Cam mentioned to us, if you can't embrace the shift necessary to take your business to the next level, it may be a sign to let it go. So on one side
0: of the capital coin, you have Captain Capital and all of their strengths. And on the other side, their kryptonite. After all, we know that every
1: superhero has a weakness. Capital certainly can be seen as this grand and benevolent superhero swooping in to save the day. There's a perceived glamour and glory, a feeling of acceptance and faith in you and your idea. And while that can be true, it can also be a distracting shiny object to D2C founders.
0: It's not some silver bullet or secret express elevator to the top. Capital
1: comes at a cost. Look at what you're giving up and what you stand to gain. Is it a real chance of success or could you end up giving up more than you get? Does the cost truly yield exponential reward? If you're looking for capital
0: to solve your operating challenges or internal problems, you might want to steer clear. Look for capital to amplify the best qualities and successes of your
1: brand. Use it as an accelerant and a growth catalyst. Don't stop innovating. Don't lose your grip. Don't relax and take your foot off the gas. And whatever you do, don't leave it up to the flip of a coin. Don't leave it up to chance. I mean, unless of course your name is Chance, then it should be your choice. Like be accountable for your choices.
0: Anyway, know why you want it and what you need it for, and never lose sight of your vision
1: and purpose along the way. Or to paraphrase what Uncle Ben once said to Peter Parker, with great capital comes great responsibility. There you have it.
0: That's episode 11 of Commerce Chefs. Thanks so much for listening.
1: We hope you've gained a helpful look into the world of capital, when and why to raise and what you may need to give up in the process. If you're looking for even more insights and recipes
0: for success, make sure you follow us on social, at Commerce Chefs. And remember to join the Commerce Chefs community launching this fall. Save your spot and join now at commercechefs.com slash community.
1: In the meantime, we're currently cooking up the next episode of Commerce Chefs. So tune in on July 8th for the last episode of season one. Wow, has it been a whole season already?
0: Well, you know what they say, Kyle. Time's fun Mm. when you're having flies. Mm, That they do. Lastly, if you liked this episode and you want to support us, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Until next time, this has been a dash of Tom. And a pinch of Kyle. We'll be cooking with you in two weeks. Um, you said perceived.
1: (laughs) I know. No. <laughs> I,
0: There's a perceived grammar and glory, a feeling of acceptance just, and faith in your idea.
1: Just, just thought we could fix it and, you know, in a, ATS or whatever. Fix it.
0: I'm just going to keep talking and pretend like I had an R in there.